The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group in Sleeper. We'll automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And as always, make sure to check out our brand new Discord server. NASCAR channel is hopping. The Bets channel is hopping. All these channels are hopping. It is the fir- the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb because each and every week we talk racing things cody zeeb the man the myth the hot streak legend cody zeeb over there and of course i am as always this guy sitting in the seat controlling the board and that's Rod Gomez here on another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Cody, man, bro, is your hand hurting from just all the pats you're getting on your back? Dude, it's pretty fucking warm over here. It's like the <laughs> middle of summer. It's hot. I love it. Actually, it Dude. is over where you're at, too, right now. It's not only hot <laughs> in your seat, but it is hot in your seat. It's hot. We're on we're on a, a heat wave. It's like 100 every day this week. So uh, just going to keep riding that heat streak right into this weekend. The tricky triangle. Man, we've been we've been hitting some good ones, hitting some big ones. I love it. Let's keep it rolling. And that's see again. The, you guys listen to this show for the bets, obviously, but it's for the fun that we have while we're doing it. Because it's not like the bets that we throw out are boring bets. We throw in some really interesting and fun bets at you. And when they cash, boy, they cash. And these outright winners, man, they have been making some of you folks out there some pretty good stake money and. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're almost through the regular season, but the action is not slowing down. We've still got how many more months of this? At least two or three now. So, yeah, there's a lot more money to be made and a lot more fun to be had. So, yeah, Cody, man, you just keep throwing those winners and become the crowd favorite, and we'll be good. That's uh, that's that's the hope and, and plan anyways. <laughs> it is the hope and the plan. Yes, this week we do go to Pocono. Uh, it is the Tricky Triangle. It is the track that is ridiculously crazy. I don't know, Cody, you've played some NASCAR games in your life. Did you ever, ever race well 
in the Pocono race on those races. No, that track is so weird. <laughs> so and that's and that's a video game. I can't even imagine yeah. how drivers handle that track. That's uh, of all the i racing tracks I've done. That's that's one of the weirdest. It's just it's so different, which is what makes it fun and entertaining because it it's different than any other track we go to. But yeah, it's uh it's it's a crazy one. It's it's tricky, tricky for sure. Hence tricky. The, the tricky triangle name. Although, isn't it crazy that we can? Oh yeah, your puppy's loving the kitty, isn't he? <laughs> she's she's excited too. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's it's crazy though how we can. Uh, you can do it on the NFL, right? You can do it on Madden. You can play in these classic. Uh, fields and all that other stuff like you play in Lambo, but it doesn't necessarily ring the same as it does when you're actually taking turns and i say actually taking turns but you kind of feel like you're taking turns on these tracks right you can scout this track from any number of video games yeah it, it makes it so much fun it's i mean not exactly what they're feeling obviously in the car but it it gives you a pretty good idea of what the track looks like from their point of view. So it's a lot of fun. It is, but we'll dive into that when we hit stage three, as we'll always do in our Tuesday episode of the show. We will break down some news and notes, and then we'll go into our race recap in stage two. And then, of course, stage three, we just do a quick setup of the Pocono race, just so you have a little bit of taste before you start making those early bets. And then we'll definitely get you queued in on Wednesday for your bets and then get you set up for DFS, which once again, I took down the DF or no. Yeah, no, I lost by only a few points. (laughs) I was in the green for most of the day. And then all of a sudden at the end, I lost, but it was a crazy DFS week. My, my day was fairly well shot about five laps into the race. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We definitely have some And, uh, was it Ty Dillon at the same time? Man, that, that was not good for your lineup at all. That's uh, that that sank sank most of my DFS for the week, but uh, that's okay. We made it up on the eighteen to one, anyways. I was gonna say that's a tale. That's a tale <laughs> for Thursday's episode. Let's start, Cody, with something that's really gonna be great for the schedules, and that is next season. There is a Chicago street race announced. I, I don't. I I'm I'm a little bit trepidatious about this. I'm excited, but at the same time. I don't know. I don't know what to think because this move to sort of a Formula One type of a situation. I mean, NASCAR does road races, yes, but that's road courses. Like, we're really going to the streets of Chicago for this race. Are you excited or are you just cautiously optimistic as I am? Uh, I would say a little of both. Uh, I mean, this is a page right out of the F1 book, which props to NASCAR. I mean, they've tried so many different things the last few years and really shaken stuff up change the schedule, change the tracks. They're trying to give the fans what they want. We got new Atlanta. That's turned out well. We've added road courses. That's given us some new fun winner. Uh, You know, it. we'll see. So it's going to replace Road America. So you're basically taking one road course, replacing with another road course. Now it's a street course. That's going to be interesting to see how NASCARs do on that. Uh, They did it on iRacing during the pandemic when, when everything was shut down. A similar layout. I don't know if it's the exact same one. It was kind of a test run. It was interesting on iRacing. Obviously, we just talked about it's not exactly the same, but it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, so they're replacing Road America. Have we really seen that grade of racing and passing? That's that's all the comments I've seen today is, well, they're not going to be able to pass anything. Like, uh, how do we know that without really seeing the track? Like, you, you definitely have to be open-minded and give it a chance. It could be a super exciting race. I mean, we, we really don't know what to expect from it. So, uh, I mean, it can't be much 
worse racing than we saw from from Road America. There wasn't a ton of passing, a ton of excitement. Elliott dominated both seasons we went there. He was passed late by Tyler Reddick. Yes, this past race, but other than that, there wasn't a ton of excitement really in the race. So, so it's not like we're losing some big extravagant, awesome date that's providing us all this, you know, fun whatever, and and turning it in for unknown. So it is definitely unknown, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, I mean, it's good for NASCAR to get into a big market like that. Maybe attract some fans that that they don't normally attract. You know, one of the big things is you know you don't have to drive a couple hours to a racetrack and park and walk and and deal with traffic and all that. Like you're going to be able to take public transit to get here, walk to get here, do all of that stuff. So I'm excited. Uh, I think it's de- it's definitely going to be something different than we've ever seen NASCAR do really, and that's that's fun and exciting. So. Yeah, I, I definitely I'm going to be optimistic about it, and you know maybe it'll suck, and you know we'll see. But uh, until then, let's let's look look at the glass half full, right? Yeah, no, look at twelve turn, two and a half mile street course, and the start finish line and pit road are actually going to be along South Columbus Drive, so that's in front of Buckingham Fountain for those of you who are familiar with the Chicago, the downtown Chicago area, as it were. But uh, you know this two, it's two and a half miles, so it's it's not necessarily. Uh, the longest street course or road course that's out there. And I think it does offer a unique, just a unique venue, a unique opportunity for us to watch different types of, of NASCAR. Handicapping this is going to be an absolute nightmare. So uh, when we get to it next season on the schedule, I'm already claiming our season two uh, just crapshoot of the week is going to be this Chicago week. Because we're just going to... Chase Elliott, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Just just put your money on Chase Elliott and nothing else on that race. That's, that's Yeah. Well, that's or Logano, right? Logano. Yeah, or Joey Logano, yes. With his... Those are probably going to be the two you have to because Elliott, uh, you know, he seems to have a handle on the new road courses and, and Logano obviously wins all the new tracks. So Yeah. So Well, I mean, okay, but you're right, though. To be honest with you, this is a, a, a move that NASCAR... I can't fault them for making because you're right. They are shaking things up. They've been shaking things up. Obviously, this season was the giant, the most shakeup that we've seen in a very long time. And and by and large, I would say that this has been a successful venture into the new world. And I, I do, like I said, we've enjoyed the racing so far this season. We're all constantly saying how, how much more fun we're having watching these things play out. Uh, we do get races like last week. But I feel like it doesn't matter what kind of car you get. A lot of times these tracks are going to lend themselves to be that way no matter what kind of car you have. So. But even last week was still a good race. I mean, it, it wasn't – yeah, Truex kind of led and dominated most of it, but there wasn't really a point towards the end where you knew who was going to win. There, It could have been a few different guys even in the 50, 60 laps of that race. So so I, I it was still exciting. But, but yeah, to your point, I mean – we, we've had, you know, NASCAR for years and years just had two road courses on the schedule. Well, we've got six now. We've done three of them so far this year. We have three brand new winners that had never won in the Cup Series before. So, you know, this new car has shown the racing to be a little different on road courses. It seems to, to you know, again, with the level playing field thing has really leveled it out on the, on the road courses. You see different guys up there mixing it up, guys you don't see every week, obviously some new winners. So... Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. And, you know, again, you don't know what to expect. Maybe it won't be that great, but it's it's something fun, new. Glad NASCAR's giving it a shot. You know, if it works, you know, who knows what it could lead to. You kind of saw what the LA Coliseum 
They tried that for the clash. It seemed to work. They're going to do it again. So what's that going to lead to in the future? Are we going to have a race inside of Wrigley, inside a Yankee Stadium? I mean, it, you know, it opens up so many other doors and options. They don't have to do this race in Chicago every year. Maybe they will if it's great, but maybe next time it's New York City. Maybe it's L.A. Maybe it's any number of cities or places that, you know, it could open a door to endless possibilities. That's what they're hoping for. They keep saying they're going to take it around and take it to different stadiums and take it to different places. So that that would be fun. I mean, it, a, a nice rotating preseason, you know, Bush clash would be, uh, I think, a lot of fun and a lot of good for the sport. Uh, one more story before we head to stage two playoffs, man. We're, we're talking playoffs and the amount of winners that we've had is quickly approaching that cut line, Cody. It's uh, it's getting kind of snug there at the at the top. Man, what? Gosh, just back to how good this season has been. What a season it has been. I mean, you, you've got, what do we have, 13 different winners now? Yeah, and we're getting close to the That's, cut line. I'm telling you, yeah, it's, it's right crazy. there. We got, so we got, dude cannot wait for daytona okay daytona final race of the season you're gonna have 10 to 15 cars with a legit shot to win that are going to have to win to get into the playoffs that race is gonna be absolute chaos and so much fun to watch i'm super looking forward to that but we still got six races here before before it cuts off and there's basically you have three playoff spots open for now i'm more really if you know some guys some guys like chase briscoe daniel suarez is going to start sweating here a little bit if we get a couple new winners they could easily get knocked out even with having the win a win doesn't guarantee you in the playoffs now in general we say it does because we've never had more than 16 winners uh, uh blaney's chances of getting in on points are pretty much out the window at this point elliot's really got a stranglehold on on uh that which Man, looking at Elliott, <laughs> he's he's really got a healthy margin on the field. If he holds on and wins this regular season title, at this point he's got 35 playoff points. It's going to be more by then, most likely with, with stage wins, if he can get any more wins also. Um, but then securing that 15 points for winning the, the regular season championship is going to be huge. Uh, there's not really a buy necessarily in any of these playoffs, but if there's a year you kind of want to buy – it's this year, and those points roll over every round. It gives you a cushion, gives you some room to work with. So it's going to be huge for for a team like that that's put together such a good regular season. But man, there's and there's so many guys that haven't won that that could win or should win or usually do win for for these few spots. I mean, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, just to name the the top guys that you see win most most years, especially guys like Harvick and, and Truex a few years ago, they were winning a majority of the races in the season. And, and now the uncertainty that they might not even make the playoffs is almost going into the season. If you would have said that you would have been like, no way, man, of course they're going to one of the top 16 drivers. And yeah, this, this season has definitely been crazier than we've ever seen. I think at least in recent history, and I'm loving every minute of it. Indeed. So much good stuff happening and so much to continue to happen for the rest of the regular season. Uh, but there was a race last week and there was some, well, there were two races actually because it was the Xfinity and the Cup Car races. And uh, lots to talk about, lots to break down, lots of cash in your pocket as it were and we'll talk about that in stage two but before we do let's talk about win make sure to get down on the win bets bet fifty dollar to win two hundred dollar promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets and if you're betting baseball you got to check out win bet the reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to base bets in the mlb because of course you are multi-sports bettors 
Can't stop you from putting money all over the place. Uh, also, if you want the ultimate fantasy football experience, get it at win. You bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st. You're going to get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. You want multiple entries? Go ahead. They're allowed. No, there's so much to choose from. And all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's talk about Sleeper. Sleeper's the fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. Cody does it. I do it. You do it. Everybody on the SGPN does it. And you probably also have tons of fantasy leagues on there just like me. Of course, I'm using it for Scott Fishbowl. Can't wait for the week one matchup with Howard Bender on Sirius XM. Make sure you go listen to him, Fantasy Alarm. It's on from 6 to 8 Eastern every day. So much fun to listen to him, but he's using it too. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything in the industry. Now, you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, any sport. Choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over-under, for example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It is insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. And of course, more importantly, make some money. Go do it on your mobile phone. Join our listener group over at sleeper.com SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match that first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So it was a two-race weekend instead of all three. We had the Xfinity race and we had the Cup race. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, that Cup race was the pretty much main event. The Xfinity race had some good stuff happen for us. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably spend a majority of the time talking about that Xfinity race. So let's go over some of those bets. Cody, we started with you with an Austin Hill over Landing Castle bet on that day. Uh, how'd that work out for you, buddy? Well, well, I kind of got lucky on these first two, <laughs> I guess, depending on, on how your book specifically honors these. But uh, Landon Castle did beat Austin Hill, uh, but he was then disqualified. So uh, Austin Hill technically finishes better than than Castle. Uh, from what I've heard, most books painted out properly. So, uh, yeah, shout Thank out to them for, for that. that. But, I did. I saw that, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got disqualified. <laughs> Man, caches. My next, uh, my next one, too, is same thing where – the guy beat him, but but again, disqualification it worked out. So yeah, I, I bet against the two guys who got disqualified for uh, illegal illegal cars after the race. So uh, W is whew. a W, right? That's saved by the bell there. <laughs> Austin Hill landing castle. You got that at minus one twenty. You cashed. Uh, my first head to head, I think, did pretty well uh, if I'm looking at it correctly, which I am, and that's Justin Algier, Algier, Agier, uh, however we say it now on the show over Josh Berry. Uh, who won that race, Cody? Well, uh, if you read my Xfinity article for the Garage Guys later in the week, you'll know that it was Justin Allgaier six to one. So yeah, I I, uh, I guess you talked me into him uh, after after talking about him on the show. 
going into the week more, I, I was just leaning more toward him. So I wrote him up. I went three for three on that article, actually, on all my Xfinity bets. So another reason to follow us. I mean, we're giving you a lot of good stuff here. Obviously, an 18-1 cup winner, it's, it's hard to beat there. But uh, a little a little farther in the week, sometimes we, we kind of glean on some other information or, or something that we like and uh, throw it out there. And, uh, yeah, that one, that one will hit. Those hit. Those all hit, so. Definitely. That was a lot of fun. That that was fun to watch those those first couple hits. That race, that race was crazy, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was I, there was a lot in there. <laughs> so much going on. Disqualifications, all kinds of crashes. Like, you look up and down from, from 24th on, electrical, engine, electrical, crash, 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 crash. <laughs> like, every every car wrecked out on that 126, or I'm sorry, 137 crash. It was... Uh, yeah, yeah. How about that? The big one at New Hampshire, man. Yeah, right. That was that crash was crazy. Ryan Sieg's car just went airborne. That was, man, that was a scary looking hit for for both him and Jeb Burton. Luckily, both walked away fine. Again, NASCAR, the safety in these cars and in these walls and everything, absolutely amazing these days. But yeah, if you haven't seen that one, Ryan Sieg basically is stopped on the the backstretch after a crash, and Burton just runs into him full speed and. His car, just the back end, just lifts up into the air, and then comes back down. It was that was pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, that was an insane wreck. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, my next head to head was involved in a wreck, but we'll talk about him in a second. So your second head to head, you talked about it. The the man got disqualified, and so Gibbs over Gragson cashes for you another minus one twenty bet. That's right. This was, I mean, really, this was a good bet on the day. Gibbs had the much better car. He looked better. And then he had some weird issue, something brake exploded or something weird. They had to fix it. He ended up going like four laps down, finished well behind the field. But Gregson actually ended up with a pretty decent day for, for his history at the track, uh, much better than, than he had been before. But again, the illegal car disqualified, goes to the back. So Gibbs, uh, Gibbs finishes ahead of Gregson, minus 120. Not the prettiest way to, to hit it, but, uh, you know, it all all that money spends the same anyways. <laughs> it sure does. A cash is a cash. A green bag by your name means that you did correctly. Uh, you predicted the, the right outcome. Didn't have to get there the way you predicted it, but it was still the correct outcome. Hey, hey I mean, for a guy who had a better car, you could say bad circumstances caused him to finish four laps down and behind him, but... Uh, you know, bad circumstances cause the other guy to cheat and, and lose. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. Take it. We'll take it where we can get it. Well, I had bad luck. Brandon Jones involved in a crash on 142. Uh, he was out of the the race, and that meant Sam Mayer, who completed all 200 of the laps, finishing in 15th position, finished ahead of Brandon Jones in 28th. So that was just a bad luck beat right there, too. And again, that was a good bet. I mean, Jones was running well. Actually, you almost thought for a while there he might have a chance to be running up towards the front or leading that race. Uh, he, he was looking pretty good. We talked about his consistency with great finishes. He probably would have finished better than 15th had his car not gotten wrecked. The wreck was not his fault. He, he just got caught up in it. Again, you know, that happens sometimes. And and bad luck, you know, oh well. But, uh, but overall, the bet itself and the reasoning for it, I think, was was good. And while he was in the race, was was proving to be good. Yep. Jones got caught in ice's jet wash, couldn't eject. So yes, he was found not guilty of crimes, and he'll be able to go back up in the air soon uh, and cash some more bets for you. Sorry, I watched Top Gun uh, for the first time this weekend. Dude, so yeah, such a good movie. Oh God, yeah, man, I love that one. I was if you haven't seen that, 
you need to go see it for sure. I may have to start a, a movie betting or a movie review podcast on the SGPN just for sports movies, and then we'll throw in a little bit of uh, just some, of just some yeah, just some of the fun <laughs> action movies. Uh, all right, speaking of action, you had Gibbs as a top three car. Talked about it just a second ago. Some bad luck for Gibbs. Something snapped, uh, and that pretty much prevented his uh, ascension into the top three. Yep. Again, I mean, had he not had issues, he was one of the top three cars for sure, I think, and probably would have cashed that up. Plus money. I don't think that was a bad bet to take. Bad luck happens. He still ended up finishing 21st for being four laps down. That's pretty good. But uh, yeah, just just what happens. It is what happens. Uh, let's see. We had Justin Allgaier. I mean, not Allgaier. We had AJ Allmendinger over Trevor Bain. Unfortunately, that one did not cash. That was at minus 110. Uh, it was Trevor Bain, actually the ride of his life, right? Finished in second uh, over where Almondinger finished in 20th. So, yeah, Bain had a hell of a day. He's actually been pretty impressive for, for what I had expected from him jumping into that car. Obviously, they've just that's been a money car this year. If you have money, you can drive it. But uh, he's been he's been a little more impressive and might somebody look at and He's got two or three races left. They keep hammering it on the broadcast. Those guys on the broadcast seem to just love him so much. They're talking about him a lot and talking about how they, how he wants a win and and he's trying to get a full time ride for next year in Xfinity and all that. So we'll see. He might be a guy to watch going forward. Uh, as you know, he's kind of getting desperate for for hoping to snag one of those wins and prove himself in that good equipment. Yes, indeed. All right, and then you had uh, William Byron to win the race, and William Byron, ah, he finished way down there in 26 with an electrical issue. Bad luck for William Byron in that HendrixCars.com uh, Chevy. Again, I mean, I would say Gibbs and Byron probably the best two cars in the day. Uh, they they let they you know they Byron didn't lead a ton at the beginning. He, he started a little farther back, but he was up there in the mix, looking good, running well. Gibbs went out and you thought, wow, this is definitely Byron's to lose now. And yeah, again, electrical problem. They had issues and uh, had to get under the hood there. That cost him. So wasn't able to do it. But uh, That's, it was the one time. See, we talked a lot about trying to fade these NASCAR guys just because, I mean, yeah, he looked good, but the outcome was yep. different. Than and what? another reason we've talked about where a lot of times taking the favorite isn't always, always the best move. Now, there has been races where it has paid off. It paid off for us last week in Atlanta. It took Chase Elliott. He won the race, even though it was still good odds at 10 to 1. But uh, yeah, I mean, here, the top two guys ran into issues, even though they had the best cars, and then somebody else wins. So something to keep in mind. It is. I, of course, gave you Ty Gibbs to win the whole thing. Gibbs led the most laps on the race, just could not close the deal, obviously, with whatever broke in that car. And that was it. That was pretty much the race for him. But he did lead the most laps. So as we just talked about earlier, that anything you bet on Ty Gibbs was a, a damn good bet tonight or last week. Yep. Yeah. Again, he had the car to do it. He is the driver to do it. No doubt about it. Um, but yeah, bad luck sometimes just doesn't go your way, and uh, that's what happens. That is what happens. All right. Let's turn our attention to the Cup race. Where we had some a slew of bets, most of them on Cody's side, but there was a couple on mine. I gave you a couple of good ones. Uh, you started the day off with a Harvick top ten bet, and man, I'm telling you right now, Harvick uh, breaking my heart. Harvick breaking my heart. Lock of the century, man. Harvick top ten on a flat track. Just don't even ever think about it. Just take it every time. It's true. minus one fifty nine on this. 
uh, wasn't even juiced up that much, really. And, you know, you don't pay the juice when you win, which you did because he finished fifth. So if you had a top five on him also, I even had a top three on him. I was kind of just going. I even sprinkled some to win just, just for you, Rod. But, uh, again, he I mean, he was one of the better cars on the day. Again, wasn't able to get the win. We don't know if he's going to win again. Probably not. But, uh, but those top tens on flat tracks, man, every dang time. I love it. It's it, I'm, well, like we said, it. We talked a lot about it uh, on the on the. It was probably the most Harvick heavy episode we've ever had, uh, and we just talked about how good he is on these tracks. So I can't can't even argue with that. And that was a good bet. And and I, well, I was never really in danger either. Harvick had a top ten car, even when the the field shuffled around a lot. You knew that he was going to find his way back to the top ten, and there was just no no doubt that he was at least going to be in the top ten. So I'm okay with all of that. Yep. Yeah, he was up front all day. So. All right. Well, I had Ford as the winning manufacturer because I thought Kevin Harvick was going to win the race, and that did not happen. So, uh, you know, sometimes you live and you learn, and we should not have ever just doubted the fact that Toyota was going to win yet another race at New Hampshire. Uh, so my bad for giving you Ford when I really probably should just went with the odds and giving you Toyota. Well, and I mean, we we talked about it, and that just leads into my next bet, where I had any manufacturer to finish first, second, and third at plus a thousand. They finished first, second, fourth, and sixth. So, when they only have six cars in the field and four of them are in the top six, that's a pretty good indication of how good they are here. We talked about it last week on the pod how good they've been here. We weren't sure if it'd be the same thing with the new car. They did not skip a beat. They had the best cars in the day. Truex obviously dominated the race. Wasn't able to seal the deal at the end. His teammate Bell comes through. And, uh, you know, one of those guys that you didn't necessarily think would win, but, uh, but got it done. So, but at, at 10 to one for them finishing one, two, three, uh, if Elliot wasn't up there in third, it, it was definitely close with uh, first, second, fourth and sixth with Toyota. So again, for a, for a longer shot, it was a fun little sweat there, uh, to see if maybe it would happen at the end. Yeah. Kevin Harvick was the first Ford in fifth place. Brad Keselowski. Showing his face in the top 10, seventh place as the second Ford in there. But yeah, this was dominated pretty much by Toyota, as it were. Although Truex almost made you eat some words uh, as far as him not winning a race. Yeah, okay, he didn't close the deal, but damn it, he was good all day. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, maybe we'll talk about Truex a little more this week. I, I haven't looked at all the numbers yet, but uh, could have a Truex. He's pretty impressive this past week. So, you know, I haven't, I haven't established my bets yet, but. Uh, He's definitely somebody I'm giving some thought thought to this weekend. Just uh, as a little throw that out there. Just, you'll, have to, you'll have to check in on the betting episode to find out for sure. Yeah, as the lines start to, to uh, get out there. Uh, you had Harvick over Reddick. That one obviously cashed as Harvick did finish inside the top five. I had Ross Chastain over hashtag Faye Denny. This one was close. Literally, Brad Keselowski separated the two. Denny Hamlin was the one that came on top of Ross Chastain. Although that battle was not a battle all week, and we didn't think it was going to be. We, we talked about it. We thought the cooler heads were going to prevail for the most part. And that, you know, Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin, they, they loved to put the spotlight camera on both of them, but we didn't get a whole lot of action. And I don't think we will until, until, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last week. We didn't think we would see it this week, and... You know, surprise again. We were right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but, right. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll see it. It ain't over yet. That's for sure. Denny's not going to forget about that. But uh, not yet. It's not going to be this week again. It's going to be. It'll be when it counts. And uh, 
we'll remember it then for sure. So, uh, yeah, you, you were definitely definitely on the right thing here. It was close. It was very close. Uh, and then you had Eric Jones over Brad Kozlowski, which, again, solid logic, but Brad just drove about the race of his life uh, over the last few weeks and, and actually got himself a top 10 finish. And, yeah, unfortunately for Jones, it was not in the cards for him at all trying to finish and figure out where he ended up uh, in 19th position <laughs> yeah, overall. Scroll yeah. Yeah, <laughs> scroll, keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. 19th overall for Jones. Yeah, I was just wrong on that one. I mean, Kozlowski hasn't really showed up much. They showed up this week. It's a track he's been great at in the past, but we've seen other races this year where he's been good at tracks in the past. Hasn't translated to this year. Uh, Roush didn't really have a ton of success at this track previously either. Um, so, yeah, just kind of looked, looked, looked past him a little and, uh, yeah, missed it on this one, but that's all right. I had Eric Almarola over Austin Sindrick in this one. Almarola actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was a frustrating driver to watch all day long too. And uh, unfortunately, he finished in 31st position. Just could not get that car where it needed to be. And then all of a sudden, here comes Sindrick in 13th position, actually running a very clean race most of the time and, and was in the mix in, those, in the top 15 cars most of the day so i definitely swung and miss on that one but you figure i wasn't even trying to get almarola to win like a lot of people were because he won last year i just thought he'd do well like he'd done in the past yeah and i mean we didn't really get a chance to see he lost i think it was fourth gear he lost which i mean it's it's hard when you don't have fourth gear to to drive a, a full complete race they were trying to fix stuff throughout the day just weren't able to get it repaired so it's hard to know for sure Cindric definitely has been impressive um he's a guy i wasn't really too sold on earlier in the season but he's definitely turned that around and he's been putting together some good runs headed towards the playoffs might be good for a rookie like that but yeah again i don't think you were off here we talked about it with harvick how good he is in the short flats almarola is the same way you know when when something breaks on the car it's kind of out of the driver's hands for the most part at that point so you couldn't expect too much from him so i don't think you were necessarily super off on this we just didn't get a chance to see it again with mechanical issues Yep, hard to hard to drive a car without all of the gears to go through. That is for sure. Uh, all right, I gave you the winning number of the car under eighteen and a half, and I was a what number and a half off of that. Uh, Christopher Bell, the twenty car, brought it through. But look, there was a ton of under eighteens with the opportunity. We talked about Chase Elliott. We, uh, I mean, Martin Truex led the most laps. He was at nineteen, which wouldn't have done it. But you know, you had. You had the opportunity for one of these guys to cross the finish line, and Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kozlowski, Chastain, um, you know, Kyle Busch really just overcame a bunch of nastiness, too, to finish in 12. What was the deal with him? He just kept spinning out. And then, man, it was so weird, those Gibbs cars this week. He'd spin out, and I'd be like, oh, there goes Bell again. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's Kyle Busch. And then Truex and the Interstate Batteries car, they had all paint schemes jacked up. It was uh, that threw me off. a spotter's. A spotter's nightmare. Yeah. I <laughs> hey, was we're looking, calling the wrong car. What's I was looking on? at Kyle. That's probably what happened. They were looking at Kyle. They were trying yeah. to convey Christopher Bell's music. Like, you didn't tell me there was anybody there. Oh, shit. I'm looking at the uh, wrong car again. You're like, oh, you're spinning. You're, oh, no, wait, it's not you. Never mind. Our bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it was Christopher bad. Bell at 20. So screwed me on that one. Yep. But that's all right. Because uh, I, I would like to point out for the third week in a row, I've given out. Now I gave out three winners at, at uh, Atlanta. So, well, you know, back at Road America, I gave out Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick. They finished first and second. 
Atlanta, two laps to go. I gave out Chase Elliott, Corey LaJoy, first and second. Now LaJoy ended up finishing back as a wreck. But this week, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, first and second. 18 to 1, Christopher Bell. Man, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I didn't, I really didn't think he had a chance for most of that race. I, he wasn't necessarily up there a bunch. Looked like it was going to be Truex's day. And then Elliott came alive, and I was like, all right, this is what I was talking about. He hasn't done it before here. That hot streak he's been riding, man, it's it's going to be hard for me not to just keep picking him every week until he stops finishing good because I, we've talked about it so many times, but he's so streaky when he gets going, he just doesn't stop, and we've seen it. I mean, it's starting to look like Kyle Larson of last year a little bit, not to the same degree. Larson was dominating all the races, winning them. I don't think that's necessarily even possible in this car at this point in time, but he's up front every freaking week. He's the most consistent guy there is. He's got a chance to win every week, and, and you know he was close. Uh, so, but yeah, again, first and second place feels good, and then obviously eighteen to one—that's that's a nice cash for Christopher Bell. So, uh, turned turned out well. You know, you look at what Christopher Bell did last week, and that the lowest he ever was was the fourteenth place, and he spent all every single lap, every single lap over the last two races too, inside the top fifteen. So he's always in the front. He had 28 of the fastest laps uh, last week as well. So, you know, 42 laps led, which we talked about. It was difficult when you had guys like Martin Truex Jr. who led uh, like over 130-some-odd laps and then, uh, you know, Chase Elliott leading another 40-some-odd. So uh, laps were at a premium to lead, and he managed to lead himself a decent amount. Oh, I'm sorry, Martin Truex, 172 well, I, I changed him a few laps, but it almost looked like another New Hampshire race where somebody was running away with the, the win. But yeah, I mean, Christopher Bell all the way in there. Good call on your part, my friend. Uh, unfortunately, my Kevin Harvick call was four spots short of cashing. He didn't yeah, look like he was going to be. winners and for them to finish in the top five. I'd say that's pretty good uh, team effort there. I would. I would. Yeah, that's true. We did. Gave out in three. Yeah, that that's good call. Uh, because even if you would have placed top five on Harvick or top 10 on Harvick, you know, based on what you're thinking them going to win, uh, they are going to win. Them going to win. Oh, my God. Uh, words. words are hard sometimes. Words, Rod. Uh, <laughs> thinking they are going to win, then yes, you will cash. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love it, man. This is this is why we recap it is because we want to make sure that you understand that the, the thought process that goes into picking these outrights, picking these bets, um, we go over it when we tell it to you, but when you see how it plays out and we can go back through and analyze, did we do this right or did we do this wrong, uh, and walk you through that process, it just makes you a better, better, better in the process. Yeah. And it makes us better and it holds us accountable too. I mean, we're going to go over our losses just like we go over our wins. And some of them will just, you know, the Brad Kowski one, I just flat out missed that one. That wasn't really a good, and I think I even said it was probably my favorite matchup at the time when I did it. But looking back, it wasn't the right decision, but some of these other ones, you know, you look at, it, it's like you had a good, what you thought was, was right. It just, it didn't plan out because other things happen, but so it's, it's good to go back and review why you did something, why you picked something. And it maybe pops out somebody else, you know, an Austin Cindric, like, okay, he's been finishing solid every week. Do we need to look at him against, you know, I haven't looked at them this week's matchups or if they're out yet, but you know, do we need to look at him against a guy like Alex Bowman that's not finished three of the last four races? Like, if you're getting that type of matchup. So it's good to go back and recap it all, talk about it, think about it, and it helps you go do better going forward. Go back to the tape. Go back to the tape. 
Exactly. All right, let's look ahead. We went back. Let's look ahead to Pocono. We're going to the Poconos this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, for the Tricky Triangle. We'll cover that in Stage 3. But first, Cody, that NASCAR Discord channel is popping, my friend. It really is, is it not? It is, dude. It was Sunday during the race. We had uh, I wasn't able to watch like the first little bit of it, but once after that, I got in there. It was going off. I I knew about the wreck that happened where it knocked out my DFS from you guys before I even saw it on the saw on the broadcast or anything. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of conversation, a lot of you know what we got going for bets and whose bets are doing good and who we think has a chance and this strategy and that strategy. That was another thing we talked about a strategy coming into play in that race and. It almost did. I mean, you could have easily gotten a Kurt Busch or a Joey Logano win in that race had their strategies panned out. Really, Kurt Busch has actually worked out well. He raced. He went lapped. <laughs> he, he stayed out, got lapped, got unlapped himself and worked his way all the way from like 21st back up to 10th before the end of that race. Or even, I think he finished in the top 10 somewhere. But yeah, just uh, it, it could have played into it. So yeah, it was, it was fun talking with everybody and stuff throughout the race so good i was stuff. gonna say and you know where all of that conversation was taking place it was on the new discord server it is the perfect place to interact sweat bets talk dfs talk about the race with the entire sgpn crew there are channels for everybody and more channels are continuing to be added every single day i can't even tell you how many times i've seen a new channel pop up just for folks who like to talk about anything from sports betting to the food they've got on their grill this weekend to tvs and movies whatever it is sgpn discord is your favorite lounge just to hang out have a good time. Talk sports. Talk whatever else with the SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode, that little sunglass and hat guy, well, it does not actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, all sorts of other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN. Makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed, so your computers, tablets, phones, the God's Eye and the SGPN mothership. All those, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Well, drivers are going to know that they are on the Tricky Triangle this week as they go to the Pocono Raceway in Long Pond, Pennsylvania for 60 laps on this ridiculously long, not oval, two and a half mile paved triangle track. What were track makers thinking, Cody? This, uh, if they wanted to be different, they definitely accomplished that. 
no doubt about it. Yeah, this is a it's a two point five mile track, so it's very long, but uh, it's it's another flatter track, really. Uh, I mean, it's different different degrees all over the place. So you, turn one is fourteen degrees, uh, turn two is eight degrees, and then turn three is down to six degrees. Uh, it's crazy. They actually use three different tracks to model each corner at this track. So turn one's modeled after Trenton Speedway in New Jersey. Turn two is after Indianapolis Motor Speedway corners. And then turn three is after the Milwaukee Mile. And then the front stretch is 3,740 feet long. So pedal to the metal, just, you know, balls to the wall all the way down the front stretch. It's uh. Man, this is this is a different one. It's 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 pretty pretty insane, just the the shape of this track and the layout and and the difficulty uh, of really racing around it. And each corner of the three is, is all different so much that that it, it keeps it challenging for these drivers. Okay, I I apologize because I was looking at the truck race because the truck race is sixty laps, not the cup race. The cup race is actually a hundred and sixty laps around this for 400 miles but still the trucks are taking part in the crc brake lean 150 this is of course a 60 mile uh, or 60 lap track uh, 60 lap race on this two and a half mile track god bless it <laughs> i will learn how to speak one of these days uh so yeah and then the xfinity ju folks jump on this as well for their race they are 90 laps around this track and then the big boys take to it for 160 laps. Full weekend of racing this weekend, uh, and it's it's just going to be it's going to be crazy, man. Yeah, and for the truck series, this is the last race of the regular season. So there you go. this is it. Um, they you know their playoffs begin after this weekend. So if you get a different winner, uh, you know we could see some crazy things. The, the playoff cut line is pretty spread out a little bit right now as far as getting into the playoffs i don't totally understand what nascar has going on here actually because they have parker kligerman as eligible for for the playoffs if you click on the playoff to this is from nascar's actual site i don't know why that's interesting i hadn't noticed that before i don't think he's eligible because he's not run a full season but uh either way it is it is the final race of the the regular season so you're gonna have some guys going for it this is another track strategies come into play so many times you might see guys trying weird different crazy things just trying to get up front trying to snag that last win and you're gonna see that in the cup race too because it's crunch time i mean there's only six races left in the regular season for the cup and there's very few spots and some of these guys if they're gonna have a chance to win they're gonna have to do something different so i would not be surprised to see some wild plays from, from guys like Brad Keselowski or Ricky Stenhouse or, uh, you know, Chris Buescher, Austin Dillon, any of these guys that that are close but but don't have that win and they need to try something different to try and, and get into the playoffs because uh, the clock's ticking and it's ticking fast. Sure is. Look back at some of the winners on this track for the Truck Series. John Hunter Nemechek took home the checkered last year. Brandon Jones before him. Ross Chastain in 2019. Kyle Busch in 2018. Christopher Bell in 2017. So, again, when you're looking back at track history, really the only only two names that are still on this list from back in the day is John Hunter Nemechek, 
Brandon Jones. We'll keep an eye on them. When we start panning out our bets for the weekend to on tomorrow's show, we look at the Xfinity racers that have won here in 2021. They've only been coming here since 2016. And in that time, Kyle Larson, Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, Cole Custer, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, all winners on this track. All notably absent on the Xfinity roster's full-time staff this weekend. So uh, we'll have to look back at some track history to see uh, who's finished better out of the racers that weren't any of these guys that are now Cup Series full-timers. Then look at the actual Xfinity race. We've got Kyle Busch was last year's winner here. Alex Bowman uh, took the day before. The last couple of years, they've raced back-to-back days here uh, on this track. They did that as part of the uh, pandemic year of 2020, and then 2021, they kept it going. This year, only one race on this track. So uh, last year, it was Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch that split it. The year before that, it was Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Denny if you Hamlin, remember, last year was that crazy Alex Bowman won. Literally turned three of the final corner. Kyle Larson was dominating the race and blew a tire, hit the wall. Bowman was right there to snag the win from him. So I remember that. Yep. He was crazy, right behind him most stuff. of the race, too. Yeah. That was that yeah, was, he it. was yeah. Another race that Larson just absolutely dominated. Should have won. He made it to the final corner. If there'd only been two turns instead of three. I'm telling you. It's three <laughs> turns, man. What the heck? Uh so Kyle Bush 2019, Kyle Bush 2018, Truex 2018, Kyle Bush again in 2017. Uh, and then, yeah, so Ryan Blaney goes back if you go back to 2017. So a lot of Kyle Busch in this, couple of sprinkles of Denny Hamlin, little Kevin Harvick with the Bowman uh, a la the tire blow from Harvick. So, yeah, these are some names to keep on your radar as you are starting to place those early bets. But just like Cody said, three turns instead of four, a triangle track with a gigantically long launching point straight away where these guys just hammer it until you get to the turn and then that turn is narrow I- i've played plenty of and, and, and they're flat too so yeah. it's not it's not like a daytona or talladega where you just keep it in the gas like you have to slow down you have to make the turns. so plays gotta, into it as well got to get that couple notes too uh no for the so for the truck series no cup guys are eligible since it's the last race of the regular season so you do have austin hill xfinity regular now obviously one couple weeks ago here at atlanta um, he's in the number seven Spire Motorsports car. I think Hendrick usually helps out on that on that truck. I guess my bad. Uh, Ryan Priest in the seventeen truck again this week. He's been good every time he's gotten into that. Uh, that's it for truck guys. Over to Xfinity. Um, interestingly, Tyler Reddick was scheduled to race the number forty eight car this weekend, Ooh. and now Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in that car. <laughs> so maybe the first repercussion of him uh switching from chevy to toyota in a couple of years and uh they pulled him out of there so so interesting uh there you got cole custer back in the 07 we've seen him win in that car despite it being bad most weeks um i think that was all of the notable entries from cup or xfinity guys moving down so yeah that's all i see but uh i definitely ricky sandhouse jr jumping in that 48 was very interesting with uh with Reddick originally being scheduled to drive that. And then, uh, yep, you're leaving for Toyota. Sorry, buddy. You're not getting that RCR help in the Xfinity series, I guess. So, uh, man, but, uh, I mean, you know, what can you say when you, when you shun your former employer and no, man, the more I look into it and I, I, I think it was on door bumper clear the the spotter podcast on Dylan Hart juniors network. They were talking about it, but can you imagine if the warriors would come to Steph Curry and say, Hey, 
we want you to play for us next season. Because so going into the season, Tyler Reddick had said he wanted to sign a multi-year extension with RCR. So can you imagine if Steph Curry says, you know, he's the franchise player, the best guy in the building for the Warriors, right? You could say, no, Tyler Reddick, obviously not on Steph Curry level yet, but he's the superstar. He's the you know biggest guy in the building. He walks in and says, hey, I want to play for you for multiple years, and they're like, hey, you could play for us next year, and then you know maybe we'll see. <laughs> what do you expect the guy to do you know and the more and more i look into it and, and listen to other takes on it it's like children's really dropped the ball here and we've seen it before they did it with harvick where they kind of kept them mediocre for so long and then you know he's like fuck this and went to Stuart Haas and won a championship like the first year he was there so and not and not even unconvincingly he just blew the doors off and was yeah, like yep i'm, I'm here that year so yeah, yeah it just yeah, the side side note. I know we talked about that a lot last week, but uh, I did think it was funny that they pulled him out of that Xfinity car there. So, so you are starting to see already the repercussions of of his decision there. Got to live with the consequences. Live with the consequences. Uh, all right, we lived with our consequences. We're looking ahead now to the next week. Tomorrow we'll break down the gambling aspect of it. Of course, we'll come back on Thursday with some DFS action as well. Your three-day-a-week NASCAR schedule, man. I hope you guys are enjoying it just as much as we are. Uh, we constantly love talking NASCAR with you, be it on the Discord, be it here, be it wherever it is, and we're going to continue to do so. So, Cody, why don't you remind everybody that they can find you on social media? Yes, sir, on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, I'll have my Xfinity article for the Garage Guys later this week. I talked about that went uh, three for three last week. I had the winner with Allgaier. I had an indie article last week. Hit Scott Dixon ten to one in that, so been on fire. I'll have uh, F ones back this weekend, so been hitting pretty good on that. Hit, had a thirty three to one hit a couple weeks ago on a prop bet, a fastest lap bet. Wasn't even the winner, so lots of fun, exciting stuff there. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. You can follow the show at NASCAR Gambling on Twitter as well, and then of course join us in the Discord. You know we've moved over there from Slack, and it's it's been hopping. A lot of talk chatter during the race and everything. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Indeed. Join the new family. Join that Discord. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find all my work on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Of course, my write-ups for the Sportsbook Review as well are up there every week. And, of course, check out the back road. Uh, go look for the in-between media back road episode. I'm going to be on it. Full Tank Phil's going to be on it. More NASCAR talk with more friends. It, it just doesn't get any better than that. So until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, when we start breaking down the tricky triangle, we're going to the Poconos. We'll see you. Let's go racing and let it ride.